Welcome to the Forerunners Podcast. We're going to get right into part two of our interview with Drew Midland. But before we do, we want to remind you to follow or subscribe on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Also, if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram at Forerunners Podcast. All right, we're back. So, marathon running. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Is that your favorite distance to run? Ooh, absolutely not. Oh, really? Yeah, no. What I, is your favorite distance? 10-miler. Love the 10-miler. So, when I was in college, I was really good at the 3K. Yeah. Uh, which I feel like the 10-mile is kind of that of, of the marathon, right? So, the 3K was like, mm, you had to have a little bit of speed, but you had to have um, just, you, you had to embrace the suck. Um, and, and just feeling terrible the entire race. Um, maybe that's just cause I wasn't very good. The, uh, the 10 mile is kind of like that, right? Like you don't have a chance really to, uh, relax during it or like ease into it as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can a little bit, but then it's just going to be hard. Um, the marathon, you got to have patience to run the marathon really well. Uh, I don't have a lot of patience like that. Um, and so the marathon's just, marathon's hard. Yeah. The marathon and it. Like, it gets you, right? You're like, oh, I could do that better. And you just think, oh, my training could have been better. I, my, my mental attitude wasn't right. I didn't eat the right oats. The more, You know, like, whatever it is, you think you can do it better. And so the marathon is, it's that driving force, but I, I do not like the marathon distance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, this last year, you participated in the Missoula marathon yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's montana right it is yeah, yeah. so it's like uh, western montana yeah it's so was it mountainous uh so yes it is surrounded by mountains there is one hill in the marathon so i think if you look at the profile i was it was a little deceptive right like it's you're at three thousand feet um and there's one hill at mile 16 and then the last 10 miles so you're like straight uphill straight downhill and then the last 10 miles are like a gradual climb like you might climb 400 feet over the last 10 miles uh but it was it was tough yeah i but no not hilly yeah on your instagram it looked like you enjoyed the entire experience of the weekend yeah like from beginning to end also on instagram if there's any runner in the area who's on instagram they knew that you were running that marathon because i've never seen anything like the support that you had as an individual i know (laughs) so uh yeah thank you scott ward um so, uh, I, yeah, I, I, uh, woke up, you know, a couple of days before Missoula and I started getting these, um, pictures from friends having shirts that say Drew Crew and, uh, my head is huge, yeah. uh, in the store and people are taking pictures with it and, um, people are sending me messages of, uh, good luck and I, I'd never had anything like that really for a race, like my family, sure. Right, yeah. like uh, a couple close friends, whatever it mm-hmm. is. Uh, no, I'm no, I'm running the race, but um, it was really cool. It, you know, it put some pressure on the race, and I think yeah. I had I had told Scott ahead of time. You know, he's like, "Well, do you want people to know you're running?" And I, and I and I was like, "Well, yeah. I mean, I think I, there's some accountability there, right? Like, I yeah. I want to really train for this race, and I want to see what I can do." Um, and uh, it didn't go as as well as I had uh, hopefully planned on it going, but you know, I I had a great time, and it was really cool, like. So, uh, my wife, we were engaged at the time. Melissa was, uh, where was she? Like mile 23 or so. Cause the course kind of doubled backs on itself. And so she could be able to be there and still catch the finish. And, 
Uh, she had a Drew Crew flag, a Drew Crew shirt on, and she had my head. And I and I told her, I was like, you know, what do you need? And it, uh, bring a water bottle because who knows, I might I might want some water. Yeah. And so she has all of this stuff in her hand, and she is streaming down the road. And I don't know how she packed it in her bag without me knowing yeah. that a huge fat head photo of me was in there. Um, but here she is running down the street looking like a crazy woman. Uh, and I probably would have walked <laughs> the last three miles. Uh, but, I could, you know, like I, you see that and you kind of get that second wind. But um, like <laughs> the woman across, I mean, there's like nobody in this neighborhood. There's a woman across the street is just dying. She thought it was the funniest thing um so yeah it was I, I had a blast missoula i mean montana is gorgeous uh go out west go to idaho utah montana whatever you, if you can do it do it uh, we went to glacier national park afterwards it was awesome that's the way i want to run marathons from now on not don't post anything on social media i, I appreciate it but you don't have to do that um <laughs> I, you know, it, it, it's cool to see, but um, I want to go places, right? Like, yeah. I want to see things when I'm going to run a marathon, yeah. so. Now, let me ask you this, because you keep saying it didn't go as planned, but to, like, a layman runner like me, like, I, look, I looked it up on Strava, like, last night. Yeah. The Missoula okay. Marathon. Yeah, yeah, And it, you got, like, you had, like, a 620-something pace, and it's like, what was your goal if that wasn't, like... What what was the goal for that race? Uh, so I wanted to break 240. So 238 is six flats. Gotcha. Um, and um, 238, yeah. So I thought I could do that in my training. And uh, so I went out at like just over six minute miles. And um, it was going pretty well. And there's not a lot of people to run with in that race. It's yeah. a pretty spread out race early on. Um, and you're in between these two mountain ranges, so you kind of get some inspiration from, uh, you know, the cows and things like that. Yeah. Um, but there's not very many people out on the race. Yeah. So once I, once we hit that hill, and then I sort of mentally got out of it, then I went from running six minute pace to seven minute pace, and um, I couldn't, I couldn't get it back. Right. And, yeah. and it, it's fine. I, the race went overall pretty well. Yeah. Um, and we got back from Missoula, and like three days later, uh, Melissa said. Um, you need to do another marathon, and and I, I, I don't do multiple marathons in a year because yeah. I don't. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, I don't know how people do this like back to back to back marathons, all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, so I was like, oh, I don't, you know, do do I really want to do another marathon this year? We're getting married, you know, it's a lot going on, and so she signed me up for. Uh, I came back like two days later from work, um, and. Uh, she had signed me up for Richmond Marathon. <laughs> it's like your mom, dude. Yeah. After college. Yeah. No, I mean, I, yeah. People apparently think that I love to run. Um. Yeah. If, if Drew loses motivation, sign him up for a race. <laughs> yeah. So then I did Richmond, and Richmond went way better time-wise than Missoula. Um, I love that race. The, the course is amazing. I've, I've done that marathon a couple times now, and I've mm. done other races there, and um there's something special about that race for sure. Yeah, I think I'm gonna sign up for it this this year. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a good. I mean, like, two hour drive, so you can go up there the night before and really kind of. I that's one of the things with traveling and doing a marathon. You you kind of when you go somewhere, you put that extra pressure on yourself. You got to wake up early. You're in a different time zone. You know, you think that everything's gonna go wrong, and then when it starts to go a little wrong, you blow that up in your head as like. Oh no, it's over. I'm done. Yeah, it's like a a marathon is uh, 
it's harder to finish mentally than it is physically sometimes. I mean, oh, yeah. your mind can just turn on you. And yeah. it's it's like a it's a serious battle, and both physically and mentally. It's just I remember uh, during my one and only marathon, one city. Yeah. When I saw Annalisa at like mile twenty two after I started cramping up and was run walking, dude, I like I I cried. Yeah. Like, when I oh, saw I her eyes, I was marathons. like, I was like, oh no! I was like, I can't do it, babe. I can't beat Oprah. That's what yeah. I. Yeah. I'm not gonna beat Oprah. So I remember that heartbreak. So let's talk about a little, little bit of heartbreak. What was the most heartbreaking race you've ever run? Like, can you can you recall like having your heart broken in two on a race? Um, so I've lost uh, a, a lot of races that I probably should have should have won in in high school and college. I had to um, I had really bad plantar fasciitis. Uh, I had to drop out of a five conference five k on the track uh, in college, and that was that was pretty tough because. Um, I, I kind of knew that my season was over at that point. Um, I, yeah, I've had some, some tough races for sure. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I've, I've walked the last 10 miles of Boston twice. Uh, somehow those are not bad experiences. Those are some of the best experiences I've had yeah. <laughs> running the marathon. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've had, I've had some, I've had some tough moments. I've, yeah. I've dropped out of races. You know, people talk about like never wanting to DNF and, um, I've dropped out of my fair share of races. Uh, I dropped out of the 50k at, at Seashore once. That was a that was a pretty tough one to, to swallow. Yeah, yeah. I've certainly been there, done that. Yeah. So, uh, you've been to Boston. Um, I we just talked about that in running, yeah. etc. You went when you were younger, and then went a couple of years later, right? Yeah. So I ran uh, 2012. So I ran my first marathon. Uh, I guess it was yeah, a Grandma's in in Montana or Minnesota. If you want to do another cool old timers marathon that one's been running since the 70s awesome race um point to point races like we were talking about one city the yeah. other day point to point races are, are something special they're pretty cool um so i qualified for boston and I, you know it was my first marathon and I, and I was like well i don't know and a lot of that was off of my college training really mm -hmm. and i was like well you know who knows if i'll be able to do boston ever again in my life so i, I gotta do it right so i do um 2012 i did boston and then didn't really run another marathon, um, and then the bombing happened in 2013, um, and I, we were in the store, and you know we get in the news, and John Price was out there on the course at the time. He got stopped, and we didn't know how he was, and you know there's a lot of emotions that go along with that, mm -hmm. um, and and I, that was the first time I did Richmond was 2013 um, to qualify so that I could uh, I, th I think that's right yeah so I could go back in 2014. Uh, to do Boston. So, so you literally went the next year after the bombing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't want that race to change. Yeah. Right. That race, it's something special, right? Um, it's, uh, it's more important than the runners, right? It's, it's the legacy of the race, right? There's so many special moments, uh, and and there's, it, there's nothing that I've felt on a course running. Like I have, and especially in 2014, I yeah, I, I cried quite a bit during that race. Um, I uh, seeing people on the signs and and seeing snipers on the roofs um, to keep the runners safe in 2014 after what happened in 2013, and seeing people that had survived 
um, and knowing that other people hadn't. Um, that was an important race to do. Um, it was it was an important race to support um, because you know we're not, we're runners. We're not going to let people uh, take that from us, right? Take that yeah. joy and and that experience from us. I did terribly. I ran. Uh, my worst marathon to date uh, <laughs> um but i loved every minute of it i yeah, probably just wanted to be out there a little longer powerful <laughs> so, so yeah man, that's that's some powerful stuff yeah and then i and then i took a little hiatus from marathon running for a little while because um it was i didn't think anything was really going to beat that and um i've gotten talked back into it yeah 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 some good people in my life have have kept me going so yeah well um Let's talk about Crawling Crab 2018, because I didn't even know this. Like I said, a lot of this stuff I don't know. 2018, you won Crawling Crab. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I didn't know anything about Crawling Crab, but when I'm looking through like Runner's World magazine, like they advertise it like pretty hard as like one of the best races on the East Coast. Yeah. So I know it's a really popular race. What was it like to win that I, it's thousands and thousands of people and tons of gifted runners like it's not like you're running against a bunch of like regular joes it's real competition yeah yeah, yeah. what so, was it like like uh, tell me about that ex- whole experience yeah that was pretty cool i um i've run some some i've won some fun races in my life um and that was that was certainly one of them so uh i, I don't remember a ton of what happened earlier on in the race um but the other time that I had raced that was, I think, 2016, and um, I was great through 10 miles, and then I cramped up for the last three miles, so um, I got passed by maybe 100 people in the last three miles of <laughs> yeah. that race. And so, like, the whole time, you know, you're running, and you're like, I feel good, like, but don't push it, because you never know what's going to happen. It can get hot out here. Mm-hmm. The last part of the race is all open, no tree cover. Um, and so I was thinking, ah, you know, like, eh, no, no, to keep it, don't look backwards, but, but, you know, don't be surprised if somebody passes you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really don't, like when you're running, you don't know who else is in the race really. Like, it, cause you, you know, a lot of the people that are usually around you in races, right? Like, you know, okay, hey, uh, whoever it is, uh, usually beats me by about 20 seconds in a 5k. So I'll start, you know, maybe like five seconds behind them and at, at the first mile and maybe I'll run only 10 seconds behind them or or maybe I'll pass them at the end or whatever it is right so you kind of have an idea there was nobody really quite like that that I saw on the starting line but you never know um and it turns out like so Chris Lawrence came in second uh and and she's running the Olympic trials uh you know at uh um in Atlanta in February and she uh her PR in the marathon is much faster than my PR in the marathon so even though I had certainly beat Chris Lawrence at races in the past, it doesn't mean that uh, she's not going to beat me again, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, um, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. And it, like you're running behind the car, right? Like the lead car. That was yeah. kind of fun. Uh, I never really done that in a big race before. Uh, and then I saw my mom at the finish. It was coming off like the last big hill. I gave her a big hug. And was it a surprise to you, or did you ex- like did you go out to win? Um. So I went out thinking I'd run it. Like, I, I had a time goal in, in mind, right? But yeah. I, I didn't know who was going to show up to the race. Um, and I, I don't know. If you look at it, I might have the slowest winning time. I have no idea. But yeah. um, but it was... It doesn't I, matter. Scoreboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was like a lot of those... Like, the people that are uh, in the lead car from JNA, right? Like, um, I know from, you know, the running community and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of fun to have their, like, cheering you on yeah. and, and stuff like that. So, um, and 
uh, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Speaking of that, that brings us to my next question. When you're running nowadays, like when you choose to run in a race, yeah. What are your goals? Because for for me, I'm mm-hmm. new. I'm not going to get podiums. I'm not going to come in first place. Maybe I'll come in third place at like a charity run in the boondocks or something. Right. But for a, a runner like you who, who has speed and, and talent, um, what what is it that you go out to run for? Is it is it times? Is it to qualify for things? Is it to try to win? What is it? Uh, so I'll maybe put this in context of... Um like Missoula, Richmond. So locally, when I run races around here, right? Like um, there are there are people that I'd like to beat, right? Because they've beaten me in the past mm-hmm. um, and not because um, there's I have a personal vendetta yeah. against anyone, right? Like yeah. I, all of these people I run with, I uh, see out on yeah. the streets. Like I, I, any given day, um, I'll... I'll, I'll run with them and chat it up and have a great time, right? But mm-hmm. like you know, when you're running a race, you you, you kind of want to see where you stack up. Yeah. Um. And so sometimes that's the goal in in local races, right? Like, hey, can I beat Roger Hopper today? No. Um. <laughs> so healthy competition, I, yeah. right? Can I beat Johnny Walker? Maybe, probably not, right? Like, but I'm gonna go out and push myself to run with him for the first mile, mm-hmm. and if I have it that day, and I can and I can keep up with him for the second mile you know, of a 5k or an 8k or whatever it is, then, you know, that maybe that was a better day than I've had in the past. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's certainly the goal. I mean, sometimes I have time goals. Um, and so, and sometimes I have a goal to, to just put myself in contention to, to win a race. Right. Yeah. Um, or to be top three or whatever it is. Uh, but for marathons, it's, it's almost always a time goal. Um, and so it's almost always, I'm running the people that I'm running with in the marathon. I'm I'm there to work with them so that we can all achieve our time goal, right? Yeah. Like, cause it, cause it's not going to help me to drop somebody at mile 16 if they could have run with me through mile 25 and out kicked me in the last mile mm-hmm. and I ran five minutes faster, right? Like, and I dropped him at mile 16 and now I got nobody and you know I got I I, I ran five minutes slower, right? Like. To me, that makes no sense. Uh, I would rather get beat and run a faster time than win and run a slower time in a marathon. That is really interesting because at the Norfolk Harbor Half, yeah, I ran a 5K. And at the end of the race, there was a woman next to me. And I was like, okay, I'll just beat her real quick. Okay, <laughs> So I run past her. Yep. And she begins to run... She she begins to edge back up, mm-hmm. and I realize, okay, she's gonna try to race me. Right. So, we start hauling, dude. Yeah. And I looked at our Strava, and it, it was like it was like a sub six minute pace just for that last tenth of a mile. Right. And uh, it turned out to be Jillian Jillian Howe. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, we we high fived and stuff afterwards, and uh, have dropped each other a couple notes since then <laughs> but but i just ran the 5k yesterday mm-hmm. and i was running by myself like no nobody close to the front of me and nobody near the back of me yeah. and when it was time to, when i saw the finish line i couldn't no you got no motivation couldn't go yeah. i that's really an incredible thought that running with people 
in a race is is important psychologically right right, and right. F- physically yeah so yeah and i mean it's fun to go do races where you're uh you get crushed by people right like i i've gone up to dc to run uh, a couple races here and there um i did cherry blossom 10 miler i've done uh just like there was one called the jingle bell ak right and i ran that in december and then i ran i remember i ran shamrock ak and i ran 30 seconds slower at Shamrock AK, you know, three months later or whatever. And I was 75 places further up at Shamrock than I was at the Jingle Bell AK. But I ran faster at Jingle Bell AK because if I slowed down, there were like three or four people passing me, right? Where at Shamrock, if I slowed down, eh, maybe somebody will pass me, maybe not, and then look back and see them, right? But at Jingle Bell AK, like, hey, just see the people and you just try to catch the next person. So, Yeah. yeah, there's something to that. Yeah, there is. People, um, my coach wants to draw your time that he's going to base what he tells you to run yeah. during the week off of 5K. And he doesn't want you to do it on a 5K that you run at your house because he wants people to be around and he wants competition because he knows that pulls the best out of you. So it's really, all that, all that competition psychology is really interesting. It is, so. yeah. And then, I mean... You get done with the race, and uh, there is absolutely no reason to be mad at somebody that beats you, mm-hmm. in my opinion, right? Like, okay, you can be upset at your own performance. That's fine. Um, but you don't need to be sour against somebody else that beat you. You know what? You, you're going to have another race. Try to beat them then, right? Like, How about if somebody snipes your place, though? Because I was at the finish line on Elizabeth River Run, and I was one step away from it, and this dude takes my place, and I was like, man, he just stole that from me. Hard lesson to learn. <laughs> Hard a, lesson to learn. It you was gotta... a lesson that I learned. I was like, "Oh my gosh, you just stole that place from me." Anyways, that that was a that was a funny memory. In the video that my wife took, you see me you see me like snapping like that, like "Darn it!" Like I can't believe that just happened to me. So, um, so let's talk about your your favorite race race experience. Um, I mean, okay, so Boston Marathon's up there, yeah. certainly. Um, but uh. So the race that I remember the best um, was in high school. Um, I it wasn't really supposed to be uh, in the top in the state in indoor. Uh, I was ranked 10th going into the two mile. Um, and somehow at like, I don't know, 600 meters to go, 800 meters to go, I was in third. Um, and I, I just had one of those races that I felt really good. And uh, I ended up winning it. And it was... That's probably my most memorable race because I didn't, going into the race, I was relaxed. I didn't think I had a chance to do that well. Um, And we had just had a really good team performance the night before. And, you know, my parents were there. My coach was there. People that, um, my my grandparents were there. It was people that cared about me, right? And it was kind of, I could hear them. I can't usually hear people, individual people yelling for me, but I could that day. It was just sort of like your senses were just a little different, right? Um, that was that's probably my most memorable yeah. race. Um, I, but I've I've had a lot, and I and I and I when I do races now that I've done a lot of times, I I think back to what my favorite one runs, right? Like my favorite Turkey Trot, yeah. Uh, my favorite Elizabeth River, my favorite um, Grand Crab or Norfolk Harbor, whatever it yeah. is, right? Like I have memories of all of those races um, but yeah it, it, Boston's special for sure and then yeah that two mile I, 
just trying to think if there's anything else that's big in my mind, but probably. well, let's springboard. Okay. Off that track run. Yeah. Plus, you mentioning your parents being there because I met your mom the other day and running, etc. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. She, you mentioned that she had said that you should tell a certain story about it. A track, a yeah. track meet. So, this actually, so unfortunately, made the paper. Um, <laughs> so, so first of all, my Instagram handle is at uh, Midlane Runner because in in um, high school they did an article and the title of the article it was just in the beacon just like a little local news story um and it was midland is no midlane runner and i just thought that was really funny because nice. i kind of am a midlane runner right yeah. like i'm not the best i'm not you know I'm, I'm not getting paid to do any of this like i just enjoy getting out there and doing it so i kind of middle around right yeah uh and so i like that but in this so uh my coach made me tell this story to the writer and so now it's in print and now it'll be on the radio <laughs> not the radio the podcast so we it was just a dual meet so it was, it was meet uh at kinsville high school and uh, i was running the two mile and i made it through uh, three laps and you know eight lap race and i really had to go to the bathroom and uh then i made it through a mile and my coach was like 100 meters later and i was like hey i gotta go and he and he thought like I, I maybe you know didn't use the best language and he thought that I said I I felt like poop yeah, right yeah uh, but I, it was more like I had to yeah every, every runner's got that story right oh, yeah. so at Kinsville High School the the bathroom is literally uh, like right off of the track so I, I go to the bathroom there's only one stall there's a guy in it uh, it was actually so it was Kinsville First Colonial and Ocean Lakes and it was a I was like, I knocked at the door. I was like, yo, I'm in the middle of the race. I gotta go. And it was a kid I ran in middle school with who was at First Colonial. And he's like, oh, Drew, I'll, I'll finish quick. Anyway, so I get in there. I go to the bathroom. I get back out. I finish the race. I think I came in like fourth or fifth in the race. Um, <laughs> so I scored for the team, right? Oh, my gosh. And uh, my teammate ended up being really pretty upset about it. But um, okay. I, I go up. So one of my... Uh, I played baseball uh, with it when I was a little league uh, with this guy's son, and he he was a runner and he was a really talented runner. He won the race, so I went up to him and he was doing the timing, and I was like, "Hey, just want to let you know, I stepped off the track. You can disqualify me, right?" And he's like, "No, we all think it's really funny. You're stating the results." <laughs> so yeah, that's that's hilarious. So we all, you know, everybody takes a porta potty break every now and then, right? Yeah. <laughs> Good thing there was one there. Yeah, sometimes I get in trouble out here in Portsmouth. I just don't know if I'm gonna make it. So yeah, no, you got always have though. You got okay. So I've learned uh, with with running with Drew Crew, you gotta plan bathroom breaks. Whether uh, that's like a construction porta potty, uh, the university center at ODU, you gotta plan a bathroom break. Nice, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, I, on my long runs, when I'm training for like a marathon, yeah. I make sure it's a loop near my house. So. Right. Or, you know, you got like, uh, what, the Children's Museum? That's probably always open. <laughs> oh, man, I haven't gotten in, a pu- gotten in a public place and been like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. Can I, can I use your bathroom yet? But I'm sure it'll happen. When you're desperate. Because I get close, man. <laughs> I get really close. So uh, um, let's talk about your dream races. Like, what's, a ra- what's some races that you 
are, are, are like bucket list for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Big Sur. Um, so, okay, first of all, I would really love to do the 50 states. I don't want to do it uh, anytime soon. Um, I want to kind of enjoy it and spread it out, right? Yeah. So that's that's why I say, like, I, I really just want to go experience this country by going and do a marathon. So California, you know, like, there's some great marathons in California. Uh, you know, uh, California International in Sacramento. There's um, Los Angeles, right? Big Sur is... I think the pinnacle of what a marathon should be, right? Like you get to see the coast, you get to see the mountains, you get to see the, like it is a national park experience in a marathon. Uh, and I, you know, you don't get to see the world like that on foot yeah. unless you're John Price and you're running across the country. So that's one of them. I, I, think, I think New York and Chicago are on the list only because they're New York and Chicago, right? They, they got to be on the list of, of marathons to do. Um, I, okay, so like my my reach goal, which who knows if this will happen. I'm going to keep plugging along at it, and I'm going to keep training like I can. Uh, but I'd like to break 240 first, but I really would love to qualify for the Olympic trials. At 219 is qualifying for the Olympic trials, and probably in another four years, it's going to be 217 or 216, or what, and it's going to be faster than I can ever run. Um, but I would love to do that. That is a big goal, dude. It is. It's but awesome. Yeah, and I and I have to put a lot more time than I'm putting into running right now to do it. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's 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 on there, right? Like, yeah, it's on the be, list of It'd be of a major commitment, yeah, dude. Um, yeah. That's cool, though. Yeah. So, um, right now, who's inspiring you? Whether it's a, a a celebrity runner, or not celebrity, but an gotcha. a, yeah. athlete, yeah, 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 or whether it's uh, local people, who's who's pushing you to want to get better right now? Yeah, so uh, number one, Melissa, my wife, right? Like she, it's kind of crazy um, how much uh, she makes me go ahead and run right like she's like drew you gotta run right like what are you doing like you gotta you gotta go run stop being lazy right i so that's a daily basis kind of thing right mm -hmm. but she's also like okay what's our next marathon where are we going running next right um and so that that keeps me going a lot of times because she she for whatever reason thinks that i can do this uh and thinks that i can run faster than i have and so she she keeps planting that in my head right um I mean, it's cool. It's it's amazing to see the local people that have done it, right? Renee High, Chris Lawrence, Megan Cunningham, right? The people that I know and I have run with and I know what kind of work that they put in to be able to run the Olympic trials. Like, that is... And they're, and they're like, they have lives, right? They have jobs and they have families uh, that they care about and they spend time with. Um, and it, it's an inspiration to be able to do that, right? Yeah. Um, but there's, I, there, there's people that, um, on, on a daily basis that are, that I run with, that I get to see. Um, and one of the things I was going to try not to do on this podcast was really like name a whole bunch of people. Cause I, I don't want, like, I, I don't want anybody to feel like they, they're not an inspiration. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's been times in my life where different people have inspired me. Right. Um, people like Rob Hunter or Tommy Neeson have kicked me in the butt and say, you know, you're, you're not working hard enough 
for you know what what the talent that you have is um and it's and a lot of times that's hard for me to look at right like to say i have a gift that i've lived with for a long time and i and i shouldn't take that lightly right mm-hmm. like that i should push that to to whatever limit that is yeah. um, because i have it and and i'm very lucky to mm-hmm. be able to go out and run every day and to stay healthy and, and all of those kind of things. Um, those are the, not the people that you expect to have that conversation with you, by the way. But when they sit down and they talk to you and they push you, um, it's it's a special thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I it's this community as a whole um, helps each other, right? Like, in, in, and when you're having a down moment, um, just then somebody coming up and asking you what's next or, or saying like, um, hey, you did great here, or like it was really nice to see you at whatever race that you were cheering for, yeah. um, or seeing somebody cheer for you, um, and that's uh, it's pretty cool to me. Um, yeah. yeah, but I, I mean, I, I also I think inspiration comes from you know more than just people, right? Yeah. Like I think inspiration comes from uh, the the daily monotony a lot of times, right? Like I. I gotta run, or I'm I'm gonna be a jerk to people um, mm-hmm. if I don't run. <laughs> so that's 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 the um, that's the stick, right? That's not the carrot. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but there's you know there's there's a Bible verse that I think of all the time that my family, um, it's there it's our family we adopted it at some point and it's Hebrews twelve one right and it's uh, the I'm not gonna get any of it right but it's um, you know uh, since we're so we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us run the race set before us with perseverance. Um, that's something that just, you know, always, and, and there's a translation of it that says, um, strip down, start running, never quit. Um, and there's there's that never quit, that perseverance that helps you to relate on a daily basis with what's going on in your life. Because it takes a lot of perseverance to yeah. survive as a human being. Because mm-hmm. um, you're going to have lots of ups and downs. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but yeah. I, I, it, this area is really special because it is, to me, it, it's that cloud of witnesses, right? It's that, it's that group of people that are always stepping up. Yeah, yeah. But, All right, so our time's coming to an end. And before we quit, we're going to go through this little uh, lightning round of some things that are kind of this or that. Okay. And... You don't have to elaborate on anything. Okay. You just tell us what you like better. Gotcha. Hot or cold running? Oh, cold. <laughs> Group run or solo run? Group run. Music or silence? Silence. Trail or road? Trail. Uphill or downhill? Oh, definitely uphill. <laughs> that's that's surprising. Gel or chew? Gel. Mm-hmm. Morning or night? Morning. Yeah. Long run or short run? Uh, long run yeah Garmin or Apple Garmin and uh, for our friend Scott Ward cake or pie Ooh. oh man that's that's a good question that's hard okay, I'm gonna go cake I like to bake pie I'll eat cake I'm a cake guy too yeah and uh, another thing that people might want to know is what's your uh, what's your Hogwarts school dude do you know that oh I think I'm Hufflepuff I'm Hufflepuff too Hufflepuff City oh yes yes <laughs> thank you for coming on I know the people are going to love it, and I know it's a lot of good stories that will help the people feel like they know you better. So 
Well, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate being on. Uh, I, I'm really excited to see what, what happens, where you go next, who you interview next. Yeah. So keep I'm them coming, man. I'm excited too. Thanks, man. I am deeply thankful to Drew Midland for coming on the show and sharing his story with us and some of his racing experiences. I wanted to quickly add to something I said in episode one where I said that when you come in contact with Drew, you you walk away somehow a better runner. But I think there's something even more special about Drew. Drew doesn't just make you want to become a better runner. Drew makes you want to become a better person from the way he treats everyone around him to the way he believes the best about the people he comes in contact with to the peace he brings to situations. I appreciate all these things about Drew and I hope that you guys feel the same way. Next week we'll be joined by Jill Brightweiser of November Project. You do not want to miss this. Her story is incredible. I, for one, am looking forward to it. This is Danny, signing off, Godspeed.